Welcome to Rise Up For You, a unique podcast dedicated to uplifting women in their day-to-day life, but open to all to enjoy and share. My name is Natalina, the founder of Rise Up For You, through interviews with various experts and professionals on relationships, investing, self-worth, entrepreneurship, love, and health. This podcast is committed to empowering and spreading knowledge and motivation to all. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Hi everyone, this is Netalina, your host of the Rise Up For You podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's an honor to be here and it's an honor to have you listening. Today we have an incredible episode with a man named Stephen Key. It's really an honor to speak with him today and very grateful for the opportunity. Stephen is a pro at bringing ideas to the marketplace. He's an award-winning product developer, a renowned intellectual property strategist, and a lifelong entrepreneur. He's brought dozens of concepts to the market that have retailed in Walmart, 7-Eleven, Disney stores, theme parks worldwide, and he co-founded a company called InventRight. Um, he is doing some incredible work and he's kind of taking the entrepreneurial world in a different direction. I think sometimes when we think of you know, building something or creating something can be very overwhelming. And he is able to step into this world with one simple idea. And he's going to talk with us about the book, One Simple Idea, and how he's invented these products without even building a storefront or creating the product itself. And in some cases, not even having a patent. You're going to love what he has to say. And this is definitely one interview you do not want to miss. Rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Hi, Stephen. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Rise Up For You podcast. It's such an honor to have you on the show. I always like to begin the interview with getting to know our guest. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do. Well, first of all, thank you very much. Well, it's, it's kind of hard to explain. Every time I go to a dinner party, <laughs> it's really hard for me to explain what do I do. But in a nutshell, I'm a creative person. And I come up with ideas, and I show those ideas to companies, and if they like my ideas, they rent those ideas from me, and they pay me a royalty on each and every one they sell. So, does that mean I'm an inventor? Not necessarily. I consider myself a product artist. I consider myself a no-risk entrepreneur. Um... I don't have to start businesses, raise capital, do any of that fun stuff. I can be creative and let companies take ideas to market for me. There you go. Okay, so I feel like our listeners' minds just exploded with what? What, what does he do? In, such, in a great way. So, you know, before we kind of jump into, you know, what that all means, really, how did that come up? How did it come about that one day that you just, that you had this idea and I, I think the typical response is we try to figure out how to build the product, where we sell the product, how to build a storefront, you know, all these things that can be very overwhelming. Um, and for you, it just sounded so simple. You had this idea and you sold the idea. So how did that whole process come about? And I guess what was that aha moment that made okay. you dive into that? Well, I was, well, first of all, I, I was a, a business major at Santa Clara University and I didn't like it. Um, in fact, I, I didn't like business, so I took an art class by, I guess, just by chance, and I found that I loved working with my hands, and 
I wanted to um, I wanted to share my creativity with people, and I wanted to make a living from it. So I guess I went about it a little bit differently. The traditional way of starting a business didn't appeal to me. Uh, I, I didn't want to write a business plan. I didn't want to raise capital. I didn't want to have employees. I didn't want to do all the things. I wanted to be creative. And I always felt that if I could show a company a good idea, they would pay me. And that's exactly what I've done for over 30 years. And it works. Um, in fact, today it works so well, I think it surprises people because today it's really speed to market. And if you're a creative person, maybe you don't want to have employees or raise capital. And and maybe not every idea should be a business either. There you go. You know, and it's interesting that you say that because I, I think that, um, you know, this world of entrepreneurship and the creative world often go hand in hand, but sometimes they don't. Sometimes you're just a really creative person, but, uh, you know, as you mentioned, you have no desire to run a business. You're not interested in, you know, kind of that entrepreneurial world, but your mind is always exploding with these new ideas and innovations that you think would be, you know, really useful for the market. Um, so, I mean, just in that self, you know, I think that you're kind of expanding the mind of all these people that just love to create. Um, and I know that you, I, I went on your website and I, and I've been doing a lot of research and it's just so comprehensive. It's, it's amazing. So, you know, where do you, I guess, where do you even begin and, and what does it look like when somebody is like, I have an idea <laughs> now what? Okay. Well, the, the, the traditional way, first of all, I don't think has ever worked very well. And the traditional way is that I'm going to build a prototype, file for patents, and then maybe start a business. And to me, that was extremely time-consuming, risky, um, and the chances of failure were so great. So, like I said, what I've done is that I flipped it and said, look, I'm going to show the benefits first. And if a company likes the benefits of my idea, they'll take it to market for me because they have they have everything in place. In fact, it's your perfect partner. They have distribution, relationships, shelf space, money. They have all those things so they can bring your idea to market very, very quickly. So now to me, it's speed, it's speed to market. So anyway, all that information I put together, I wrote a book. Uh, about six or seven years ago, McGraw-Hill had contacted me and they said, Steve, you've got a great process. Would you write a book? And sure enough, I wrote this book called One Simple Idea. It's a yellow book. And it's been translated now, I think, in six or seven languages. And it's one of the best sellers um, from McGraw-Hill. But it outlines these 10 simple, simple steps. And people um, license ideas, or you can say rent your idea to a company, but you're really um, giving companies the opportunity to take, do all the heavy lifting, taking your idea to market and paying royalties. So that's the first step. And if you don't want to go to Amazon and buy it, go down to your local library um, and, and take it out. You'll love it. It's really a simple read, and you, and you can get started Today, I mean, you don't even have you don't even have to read the whole book, and you can get started. And that's what that's what I love about it. You know, I um, again, I've I've watched quite a few um, you know interviews and stuff on you, and I and I and I've noticed that some people tend to be a little bit hesitant with this concept, right? Like, well, how <laughs> how many of them actually work, and you know, is this really a method that you know is beneficial? Um, and you always provide a great answer, but you know, I'd like to hear a little bit more, like how. 
you know, how does an idea become successful? I mean, it really does come from the creator itself. And I, I'm assuming whether it's a need in the market, if it's something that uh, can really grow into something. Okay. Well, well, first of all, the ideas that I created at the very beginning didn't even solve problems. They were just things that were very clever that I thought people would, would buy to put a smile on their face. Um, and that was in the novelty gift industry, and they were just really lighthearted ideas. Um, later, I, I created ideas in the packaging industry, back to school, and some other industries. I see a lot of ideas, and, and, and some of the ideas um, are extremely simple. And I actually like simple ideas, and that's why the book's called One Simple Idea, because I don't think you have to reinvent the wheel I don't think you have to come up with this really big idea that no one's ever thought about. I think you look at the marketplace and you make a small improvement on an existing idea. See, that's that's the difference um, because, number one, you know there's a market for it, so there's no risk. And, there, and there's a very good chance it can't be manufactured because they're doing something similar now. So the appetite in our country is so large of, of, of new products that I just show companies um, their next product that they're probably going to think about. I try to think about those ideas a little quicker than they do and send it to them and they take it. Um, it's not about protection. People think you have to have a patent. And I get to see licensing agreements because I do have a company where we do help a little bit. So I get to see licensing agreements every single week. We see a deal get licensed. And I've been doing this for 16 years, helping others, and not one of those deals has anybody ever had a patent. So that's crazy. People hear that and they're like, Steve, what do you mean? I, I hear that you have to have a patent. I'm watching Shark Tank. They tell me you have to have a patent. I'm, my attorney tells me I have to have a patent. And I'm a big patent holder, too. <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm telling you, most ideas don't require patents. Most ideas go in and out of the market fairly quick. And even if you had a patent, it's, um, it's very difficult to defend it. Um, and I tell everybody, it's really simple. Look at Apple, the biggest company on the planet, with thousands of patents and hundreds of attorneys, and they have a hard time protecting their own IP, intellectual property. So I tell people, don't worry about it. If, if someone copies you, congratulations, you're a success. Um, so it's all about... Um, taking away the fear. My philosophy is don't be fearful. Just just have good knowledge and um, follow these simple steps which can get you in the game very, very quickly without quitting your day job, without you know raising money or writing a business plan. I can show you how to get in the game within a week. And I see it every simple day, every single day. And it's really a wonderful experience when you see it. Um, I have students that are as young as 18 years old that have licensed ideas and, and people that are in their 80s that have licensed ideas. You know, you know, when somebody um, has an idea that, that, that they want to bring to the table, is there something that they should do beforehand before they bring it to you? Just, you know, is there, a, I guess, a, a prerequisite step before saying this is my idea and this is what I want, want to see it do? Yeah, well, first of all, there are 10 steps, and they're very simple. And the very, the very first step is called study the marketplace. You're really trying to see if your idea has been done before, and you're really trying to understand what companies would be interested in your idea. 
So that's really the first step, and that's really easy to do. If you think you have an idea that would sell at Walmart, we'll go down to Walmart, find the aisle that you think your idea would sell on, and all those companies that are on that aisle are the ones you're going to reach out to. So in a nutshell, it's really, it's, I have it 10 steps, but I can boil it down to three really simple. You study the marketplace to make sure your idea is a small improvement. It hasn't been done before. The next step is that you research the type of company that would be interested in it. And you can do your homework on a company too. Type in the company's name, type in complaints and see if they have any problems working with outside inventors. That's the easy thing to do. And a lot of companies now have embraced what I call open innovation. I don't call it, it's been calling, I'm sorry, it's been, people been saying it for years, but open innovation is where companies said, look, we want to see your ideas. We've got 10 designers in the back, but if we open our doors to everyone, we can have 10,000s of ideas come in all the time. So they, a lot of companies have a, a portal on their website saying, hey, do you have an idea? Send it here. And your marketing material, what, you, what are you going to send them? You're going to send them a one-page sell sheet. It's really a one-page advertisement. It has the benefit of your ideas. It has a visual of your idea. And guess what? You don't even have to make a prototype anymore. You can, have, you can take a sketch on a napkin, show it to a 3D computer-generated artist, and have them create magic from that sketch of what that product could look like for probably about $50 now. And you put it on there and you're basically making an advertisement like that person or that company would use to their customers. And then you file a provisional patent application. It's called a PPA. You can file it for about $65. And those steps are so simple that you could actually do them in a couple days. And your cost is probably around $100, maybe $200 at most. Wow. You, just out of curiosity, um, you know, what was that idea for you that, that pivoted everything, that kind of made this aha moment happen for you? Or, or what was that first idea that kind of took off that you were like, wow, I got something here? Well, I was, um, I was working at a startup toy company in the late 80s. It was Worlds of Wonder. And I, my job was working on Teddy Ruxpin and Laser Tag. And I was in, over in China, and I, I recognized something my father had said to me. If you want to create wealth, you have to find something that doesn't require your hands, your presence, and has a multiplying effect. So when I was on a production line with the number one hit Teddy Ruxpin, the talking teddy bear, I was wondering where the inventor was. He wasn't there. And that's when it dawned on me. That's what my father was telling me. Look, you, you, you need to create an income stream that doesn't require your presence or your hands. So I quit Worlds of Wonder and came up with one of my first ideas. It was a basketball game. Um, I love playing indoor Nerf basketball when I'm coming up with ideas. And all the plastic basketball Nerf games were a square backboard and had a little logo. And this one particular company had a logo of Michael Jordan. It's really small. So I went down to Hallmark and bought a poster and I, and I put Michael Jordan on the back of the backboard, really big. And I loved it. And I sent it off to Ohio Art. In three days, I had a contract. And it was called the Michael Jordan Wall Ball. And it sold for 10 years. I collected royalties on 10 years on something I did not protect, on something that took me about $10 to produce. 
in the first year the royalties were about a hundred thousand dollars and the last check after 10 years was for 55 cents and I was hooked Wow you know I was hooked. you know you um you wear a lot of different hats, you know, obviously you're, you're creative, you're an entrepreneur, but something that I really appreciate about you, which is why I wanted to reach out, um, is that you're also an educator. You know, you take the knowledge that you've, uh, obtained and you're not scared to share it. Even, you know, even when you go to the website and obviously I encourage all of our listeners to go there, there is a ton of information that you just give on the website. It's so comprehensive. <laughs> Um, you know, and sometimes we find that, you know, in this field, especially with ideas that you, there can kind of be that scarcity mindset of, oh, I got to keep this to myself. Um, <laughs> and, and I love that you share it. So, you know, what kind of sparked this idea of, you know, helping others become educated as well? Because I, I always love to hear from the mind of other educators, which I consider you. Well, thank you. I was very fortunate um, because... I found a way of making a living, and I wasn't quite sure I was going to find that. And I did. I was so so happy about it, and it worked so well that I had I had an opportunity to talk about it. I was actually a very quiet person, and I found my audience by sharing the information. And it was working for me, and I started talking about it. Like I said, I was very very shy, and I found my voice, and I just loved it. Um, so I've been sharing that information from day one because I, I could never give enough back for what it's done for me. So when that information, um, I put it up on the website and of course our McGraw-Hill had contacted me and one of my early students was Tim Ferriss that wrote the four hour work week and Tim became very popular because of that book. And I had called him and said, Tim, they, they want me to write a book. And should I put my course into this, my 10 steps into the book? He said, Steve, give it all away. Give it away for free. And I've been doing that before, but I thought, gee, putting it all in the book. But Tim Ferriss was absolutely 100% correct. If you truly are an expert at something, give it away. And let's see what happens when you do. And, and he was right. I give it away. In one simple idea, the 10 steps, a YouTube channel called Invent My TV. I write about uh, licensing with Inc.com and Entrepreneur.com and Course 77. And I have the largest library on this topic on my website, absolutely free. And so what happens is that people, it changes people and they start to be successful and they start to find their voice and they start to do all these wonderful things. And that makes me feel great. So that's why I do it. And I get, and if someone licenses an idea, they read my book, an article or whatever, and if they're successful, I feel like I am too. So I, I love the part of education and I don't think you can ever give enough away. Mm. Steven, thank you so much for joining us here on the Rise Up For You podcast. I'd love to jump into the power section with you. What's one book that you've read that's had a massive impact on your life that you would recommend to us? Yeah, thank you for asking that because I, I do read a lot of self-help books. Um, I just I'm a, I just love to, to, to read, but there's one book that just stands out, and I use that information just, just about every single day, and I don't know of any other book that's had that type of impact, and that is The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. And it's such a simple book because basically what it says, any problem or obstacle that you have is really an opportunity to 
shine. It's an opportunity for you to be great. So don't look at problems or obstacles as just, you know, something you have to solve or it's, it's a pain. Embrace those and, and, and solve them and you'll, your, your audience will, will love you for it. So obstacles are actually great things. And what's one thing that you've accomplished that you're proud of? Coaching seventh and eighth graders uh, years ago. <laughs> um, I love to play basketball. My wife asked me to be a coach, and I was very uncomfortable with it. And long story short, there wasn't. Um, it was a program of a, a charter school, and and um, I, the principal said that you'll never win a game. And the first year, yes, we did not win one game. He was absolutely right. <laughs> but the second, but the second year, we did win. And the kids enjoyed it. I know some of those boys today, and he wrote me the nicest letter. It's the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me is that you can make a difference. But you have to believe first, and he didn't see it. Yeah. And are there any routines or, you know, whether that's a daily routine or a morning routine that you do every day to kind of jumpstart your day? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think sleep is important. I think when you get up in the morning, I get up very early and I make a list of all the things I want to do today. I have uh, big picture items, of course, but I like to scratch off everything on that list. So each day, it's a, you'd be amazed at what you can accomplish if you really put together a good list and work through your list and do the hard stuff at the beginning in the morning, the stuff that you really don't want to do. And on that list, have some things that are really fun in the afternoon. So it's, I reward myself that way. And um, that way my day goes great. And I'm really, I love it. Love every Monday and love Fridays. Stephen, it's been uh, such an honor to have you on the show. Very grateful to have you here on, on the Rise of You podcast. We always like to wrap up the episode by asking you for, you know, one piece of golden nugget. If you can leave the audience with one last, you know, special gift or, or saying, uh, what would that be? What's your last message? I think um, the, the opportunities today are amazing. I think anybody can do just about anything they want. You do have to find a network, an organization that will support the things that you want to do. It's so important to fi- find, I guess, your tribe. Is that a great word for that? Yeah. Your community. And, and you have one. And there's power in that. So find your community, stay with it, support it even, contribute to it, and um, give, give, and give some more. Wonderful. Again, thank you so much for joining us today. How do we stay connected and how do we support you? Because I know that there's going to be quite a few listeners that kind of want to do more research and and figure out more about InventRight and what you're doing. Sure. My... um, my website is invent right. You want to invent right, not wrong. So it's inventright.com. <laughs> um, there's a lot of information on that site for free. But also, uh, you can find Invent Right TV, which we do videos every week. And I have coaches that even do their own videos. And our goal is to give away as much as we can. And then, of course, you can find me on entrepreneur.com and Inc. Dot com articles that I write almost weekly. Thank you again so much, Stephen. No, my pleasure. Thank you. 
Thank you again for joining the Rise of Feed podcast. Again, this is your host, Natalina. We want to make sure that outside of the podcast, you're still growing and always getting continuous knowledge and our six pillars. So we want to make sure that you head over to our website, www.riseofyou.com and take full advantage of the free resources and the benefits that we have there. We have articles and contributors from around the world. We have a number of other podcast episodes, webinars, and a ton of tools and strategies and tips that are going to help you rise up to the next step professionally and personally. You can find us on every social media avenue. We're on Facebook, on our Facebook page, Rise Up For You. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Everything is at Rise Up For You, and we would love for you to join us. And definitely, you're going to want to head over to our website, www.riseupforyou.com, and get your free startup kit. We have compiled the top podcast interviews, the top webinars, and the top articles that fall in our six pillars, plus a free startup guide, the six pillars to a prosperous life that's going to help you take that first step to really finding and building the life that you want professionally and personally. So again, if you head over to our website, www.riseupforyou.com, you get access to that startup kit for free. And don't forget to share. Our main mission is to empower, educate, and connect women globally. And we need your help to do that. So please help us spread the word, spread the message, share our content, share what Rise Up For You is about, and help us help you and other women around the world. Thank you again for joining us. Rise Up For You. Be better today than yesterday and prepare for a greater tomorrow.